0: So Jesus has been in the temple area for the last uh, several Sunday readings. It's all in the course of one week, Holy Week. And he's been kind of going toe-to-toe with the Pharisees and the scribes. And at this point, he's talking to the crowds. Says he, t- he spoke to the crowds and his disciples about the scribes and Pharisees. But don't think that they're that far away. I mean, I, I can kind of picture this as he's speaking that they start, so, wait, is he talking about us? And they start, they start gathering and getting closer because at the end of this, Jesus really lays into them. Then he starts going, woe to you scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. And the reason why the Lord does that, the reason why the Lord goes after the Pharisees like that is because he loves them so much. He loves them so much that he's not gonna allow them to stay in their arrogance and pride. Because he sees that what they're looking for in striving for uh, honors and these, these salutations and these places of honor and these um, prestige of the people, so that they're, they're looking for something and he's like, ah, they're not going to find it there. They're only going to find it in me and so I have to help them. And so this little this little line that the Lord says at the end of this passage whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Those aren't mutually exclusive propositions. In fact, sometimes the Lord humbles us so that he can exalt us. You know, best case scenario, we realize that ahead of time and say I'm going to I'm going to lower myself. I'm going to go down so the Lord can can raise me up. But if if we're not cooperating, like the Pharisees weren't cooperating, he just, what, what Mama Mary says in the Magnificat, he casts down the mighty from their thrones and he lifts up the lowly. Well, once we're cast down, we're lowly and we have the opportunity of being lifted up. So this is, this is what he's after with the Pharisees because he wants them to know his peace. And this is what we just got done saying in the response oral psalm. In you, Lord, I have found my peace. Now, let's take a minute and ask ourselves if that's true. Have you found your peace in the Lord? Have I found my peace in the Lord? I think if we're honest about it, we usually try to find our peace in everything else. And we end up not finding it. Because peace can only come through love. Jesus says this last week's gospel. The greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. And your neighbor as yourself. Well, love is the unity of wills. When two people love each other, they try to desire the same things. And in fact discord in a household is often because we're desiring two different things. We have two different uh, ways in which we think we should load the dishwasher. We have two th- different th- toppings that we want on our pizza. We have two different ways that we think the children should be raised. And we, have, we have conflict because our, our wills are not in union. When we align our wills with one another, we find peace. And not the superficial piece, like okay, well, let's just you know have cheese pizza the rest of our lives, and then we'll be. No, that's a that's not it's an artificial piece, but the piece of really conforming our hearts to one another. And this is all the more important when we're when we're talking about God, because only when we're talking about God are we absolutely sure that His will is better than our will. I'm, I'm not sure about my neighbor, but I know that God actually wins and so it's always my obligation to conform my will to his and we don't do it because there's usually some some pride holding us back I don't want your desire Lord I want my desire and the Lord says I I know that but what you really want is peace and you're not going to find it there so I'm just trying to help you out and you say, well, I appreciate that, Lord, but I still want my will. <laughs> and I think sometimes that pride is actually, it's actually hiding a fear. Like, I mean, maybe just think about that for yourself. Like the things that we kind of get, like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to this, this. I'm gonna hold on my will on this one. I'm not gonna give in. I'm not gonna relent. Because I'm actually afraid of something. I'm afraid of not being in control. I'm afraid of not being recognized. I'm afraid of not being right. I'm afraid of not being liked. This demands humility. That's, that's scary because humility means going down. It means putting myself lower. Lower. I think the 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 place that we can kind of see this played out in kind of a practical way is uh, as Catholics is the confessional. If you haven't been a confession in a long time, why? Usually, it's, there's a there's a pride there. I don't I don't I don't want to go. I don't need to go. I'm but there's also a fear, right? I'm actually afraid to go. I had this thought last night that. We should, we should cut the door of the confessional in half and have just like a little kid door. So you have to actually crawl into the confessional. Because that's kind of what it feels like anyway, right? I have to lower myself to get in the door. That's, that's actually the point. Because the Lord wants to raise us up. And when we go, when we go in the confessional, we lay it, lay it out, we just like, Lord, these are all the ways in which I have not united my will with yours, in which I've desired something contrary to your desires. It, 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 then he lifts us up, right? He takes it all away and he lifts us up and we find peace. I think maybe, maybe we'll have another door, like there's an entrance door, that's the half door, and then there's a big door, that's the exit door. You walk out standing up. I think this Psalm 131 that, that we recited, uh, that we sang, um, is such a great examination of conscience. Oh Lord, my heart is not proud. Wait, <laughs> and my eyes aren't haughty. Ugh. I, I don't busy myself with things too great or, or things too sublime for me. Nay, rather, I have stilled my soul and quieted it like a weaned child. Like a weaned child in its mother's laps, even so my soul. Is that true for you? Is it true for me? Have we found our peace in the Lord? Are we we proud? Are we puffed up? Are we haughty? Are we looking for things too great for us and involved in things that are beyond us? When I was ordained, this was the, the... scripture passage that I put on my holy cards tradition the priests have and this is the scripture that I chose Um, not because I've mastered it but because I wanted to be constantly reminded of that that my my peace only comes when I lay down my own will oh lord my heart is not proud nor haughty my eyes I've not gone after things too great nor marvels beyond me But truly, I've set my soul in silence and in peace as a child has rest in his mother's arms. Even so, my soul. I mean, the only one who can rightfully say that prayer and really actually mean it is Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can actually say that. You and I, we can't say that. We can can pray it and hope for it and ask for it, But Jesus can actually say it. And it's 100% truthful. Lord, my heart is not proud. He's he's the meek and humble of heart. I haven't gone after things too great for me because there's nothing too great for him. In fact, even the things that were uh, his his for the taking, he relinquished. This is how St. Paul says it in the letter to the Philippians. Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at, but rather he emptied himself and took the form of a slave, being born in the likeness of men. It was thus that he humbled himself, obediently accepting even death, death on a cross. Because of this, God has highly exalted him. And bestowed on him the name above every other name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bend in the heaven, on the earth, and under the earth. And every tongue proclaim to the glory of God the Father that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus lowers himself even though he was rightfully on high. And God raises him up. Jesus unites his will with the fathers in the garden and finds peace. And so, for us who can't, as rightfully say this, we can lean on the the example of our Savior, who gives us the grace to strive. And so we can look at our we can look at our lives and find okay, where where am I lacking peace? If I'm, if I'm really honest about it, and what's the pride or the fear that's holding me back? If I if I haven't been into the confessional for a long time, what's the pride or the fear that's holding me back? If I if I hear uh, you know something in scripture or or a homily or, or something, I, I I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to change. I don't want. What's the pride or the fear there? Are you experiencing peace? I don't think that's peace. Where do you have to unite your will to the Father? to desire the same thing as he does. Let's ask the Lord, let's ask the Lord to make our hearts after his, his heart, which is meek and humble. And he says in that same sentence, come to me, come to me, because he wants to give you rest. If the Lord is is going after the Pharisees, it's because he loves them. And if the Lord ever seems to be going after us, throwing us down off of our high horse, it's because he loves you. Let's allow the Lord to humble us so that he can exalt us and so that we can have his peace.